Hello, cookbook friends, and welcome to the Cookbook Divas podcast, where we help you find your next favorite cookbook, new or vintage. My name is Katie, and with me is my co-host, Carrie, and we are totally obsessed with cookbooks. Thank you for tuning in to today's mini-sode. And we are unapologetic about it. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) Uh, We've been doing tons of cookbook research because there's so many coming out right now, and especially in autumn as it gets here, but we missed some really cool cookbooks in July that we wanted to let you know about. So we're going to run through really quick. There's about seven notable cookbooks that you don't want to miss. Now, before we begin, we want to invite you, or should I say beg you, to leave us a rating on your favorite listening app, such as Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know how we're doing and what parts you're enjoying and what parts you aren't. So, Katie, how about you start us off? We had to go for, like, balls to the wall on the first one. So it's the official Harry Potter baking book. I don't know how we missed it. I really don't. (laughs) To be fair, we did a blog post about it a long time ago, like a sneak peek, but we forgot to mention it and remind you guys again that it's so awesome. Yeah, no, it's, oh my goodness, it is amazing. So this comes out, or came out July 1st. It's by Joanna Farrow. And there are 45 amazing, beautiful recipes in here that are all baked goods, amazing stuff. So as I'm looking through the table of contents, they've divided, well, firstly, they decided to talk about kitchen safety, and I greatly appreciate it because we know that I'm sure a lot of kids are going to be joining with parents, all Harry Potter fans, and making these amazing baked goods. So I'm glad that they did that. The first section is savory bakes, and that includes lightning bolt breads, that's cute, wand (laughs) breadsticks, Wizarding hats, very cool and a savory too. They have dragon roasted nut tarts. That's interesting. And then we have polenta bakes. Oh, it's a platform nine and three quarters polenta bake. Those all sound very interesting. And then we've got sweet bakes as a whole other section. And that includes Luna's Spectrospex cookies. They also have a Gryffindor sword cookie, Forbidden Forest Cake, ooh, yummy, ooh, yeah. Wizard Wizard's Chess Squares, and we also have Knitted Jumper Cookies. That's really cute. Most of these have really amazing photos. If not a photo, they do have illustrations, too. So one of the examples, if you look on Amazon for the pictures... The wand breadsticks, what they've done is they have, you can make your own cool breadstick. It could be kind of whatever shape you want it to be, but they give you examples of like what Dumbledore's uh, wand would look like versus Harry's versus Ron's. It's really cute. And you can kind of twist in your breadstick to be whatever shape you want. They give you different dip ideas, pesto, vegan cheese dip for that kind of thing. The Photography, though, is excellent and very fun, very magical. This is perfect for Harry Potter fans. It's so cool. And another one more notable thing before we move on, they have wizarding skill levels for each recipe, which is very, very helpful, and it's right up front in the table of contents. So if you just want something very, very easy to make, you can actually just flip through to the page number of a really easy bake and go ahead and start. It's really cool. Or if you want something really complex, you can go straight for that too. 
I think that's super smart, very helpful, super fun. So that's the official Harry Potter baking book by Joanna Farrow. You know, Katie, you and I were in a Barnes and Noble just a few days ago. And I have to point out, we only left the store with maybe two cookbooks. <laughs> but I <laughs> wouldn't you think Barnes and Noble would have the official Harry Potter baking book all over a bunch of end caps and displays? I didn't yeah. see it at all. I would have bought one. What? Yeah, I didn't see it either. And it's, yeah, it's really in depth. Like it's a very, in general, if it's just a general cookbook, it's a great cookbook. So yeah, it's just interesting. I guess I'm just going to have to order one and we'll do a cookbook look through review of it on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. So my next cookbook, and I'm laughing because it's it's listed in the category potato cooking, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> it is La Belle Cuisine, Recipes to Sing About by Patti LaBelle. Yeah. Now, if you don't know who she is, it's because we're older than you. Um, Go look it up. She's a fabulous, fabulous singer, living legend, definitely, the godmother of soul. And she has written other cookbooks. So this is her cookbook that came out July 6th. Don't know why it's in the potato category. <laughs> oh, I cannot get a sneak peek of this. So let's see what the publisher says. Uh, cooking for her is, is not simply about food. It's about love. She was raised in a family of fantastic Southern cooks and kept the lessons she learned in her beloved parents' and aunts' kitchens close to her heart. And now she's ready to share these delicious family heirlooms, such as... Say My Name Smothered Chicken, mm -hmm. Wicked Peach Cobbler, Fierce Fried Corn, and more. I am up for that. Her other cookbooks she's written in the past include Desserts LaBelle, Soulful Sweets to Sing About, and Patty LaBelle's Light Cuisine Over 100 Dishes with To Die For Taste Made with To Die For Recipes. Ooh. Good for her. Yeah. What's next on your list? Dinner Time, Fast and Fresh Family Meals for Every Night of the Week. This is by Nora Pritchard. It comes it came out July 6th and I, you know, I dinner time at my house when I was growing up. That was that was our family time. So, I I really have a I love these kinds of cookbooks because it's all about being a family and being together and whatnot. So, they have themes and recipes. So, a, a perfect example is Tuesday Tex-Mex which I think a lot of people do. I, I know I've carried that through my life, my oh, yeah. childhood into adulthood. Oh, yeah. Wednesday pastas, we have Sunday suppers, and I think a lot of people practice that too. So let me see if I can come up with the table of contents. I love that she displays her whole family here, and they're just having fun and, you know, cooking together. So the first chapter is Sunday suppers. So she lists everything now that I'm looking at it in more detail. Every chapter is based on a day of the week. So first we start with Sunday and then second is Monday, et cetera, et cetera. So the only difference is that we have for chapter five on Thursdays, she likes to do breakfast for dinner Thursdays. That's Ooh. cute. Chapter Ooh. six is something actually I think you do, Carrie. Pizza Fridays with the kids. Yes. Yeah. Pizza night. Saturdays are date nights or takeout. Perfect. Yes. Wonderful. So let's see if I can find it. So she does go through a great, she has a great chapter on meal planning on, you know, how you would want to approach that. 
I got a lot of my tips from my mom, but she, you know, a lot of people need help. I totally get that. So she has actually created a whole, almost like an Excel sheet where she has a list of breakfast, lunch, snacks, dinner, dessert for one column. And then the next one is Monday through Sunday. She even has, helps you with shopping lists and that kind of thing. So some of the examples of recipes you'll find are for Sundays, you have baked meatballs and sauce, chili and cornbread casserole, chopped cob salad with homemade ranch dressing. We have an, an Alfredo recipe. There's a homemade cherry coconut granola. That sounds really good. Asian lettuce wraps recipe. And then, of course, you can't not have a baked mac and cheese recipe, but it's a la James, which is her husband. So that's really fun and cute. So that's dinner time, fast and fresh family meals for every night of the week by Nora Pritchard. I wonder why everybody is so obsessed with making their own ranch dressing lately. <laughs> I knew that was going to be something you mentioned. <laughs> Don't have the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. My next cookbook I wanted to share with you guys is Taste of Home Celebrations, 500 plus recipes and tips to put your holidays and parties over the top. It comes out July 27. It's by Taste of Home magazine. Cool. I am so excited to once again safely host parties in my home for my vaccinated friends this year. You know, last year I was hosting online virtual parties only because of the pandemic. Yep. And I'm so excited to throw parties that I might go crazy and do some over-the-top ones, whereas people really actually appreciate the understated ones more, but I don't care. <laughs> I want to throw over-the-top parties. So you can tell that Taste of Home has their finger on the pulse of society because there's a unicorn cake front and center. Yay! <laughs> I don't know what this current unicorn trend is. <sighs> they... Separated the book into spring gatherings, summer bashes, autumn gatherings, and holiday celebrations. So they have some parties for Valentine's Day, which I prefer to Valentine's Day, even though I'm not single. Mardi Gras, Friday Fish Fry, St. Patrick's Day, of course, March Madness, Easter Egg Decorating Party, Easter Dinner, etc., etc. For summer, they have a gender reveal party, which I think are silly. <clears throat> Juneteenth, Father's Day Barbecue, 4th of July Sunday Fun Day, a beach party, a unicorn birthday party. In autumn, there's a bonfire party, which I like to throw very often when it's not raining here in Seattle. Yeah. So, i.e., I get to do it once a month. Um, <laughs> a back to school celebration, Halloween sips and suspense, a day of the dead party, friends giving dinner, which I throw every year, a Star Wars birthday party, and then the holiday uh, celebrations. I am so over ugly sweater parties. So, I actually disagree. I like them, but only because I. I like buying really geeky and corny sweatshirts. It's That's like an fine. excuse to buy one of those things. We've just been to so many of them. <sighs> yeah, that is true. I totally agree with that. I'm also over white elephant parties just because I've been to 75 of them. But it does make sense to have a party after Christmas when you give away like my relatives give me really nice presents. But like something like perfume, I just don't care for. But it was expensive. So if I bring it to a white elephant party, somebody there will like the smell and be like, yay. Oh, I agree. I think we should definitely come up with different Christmas party themes for yeah. sure. Yeah. So here's a gingerbread decorating party. I like those active parties where you're not just sitting around and eating. You're actually doing something. A I cookie agree. exchange, a Christmas morning breakfast, a regal Christmas dinner, and a New Year's Eve party. So that is Taste of Home Celebrations, 500 plus recipes and tips to put your holidays and parties over the top. 
Next up, I have a book that I'm unsure if this is a cookbook or a cookbook combo with a biography. It is Luca's Culinary Journey, Three Generations of Italian Family Cooking by Luca Ciano. He's a established chef. He has two Michelin star restaurants in Milan and um, he basically, so it talks about his life. So he was born and raised in the culinary capital of Milan, Italy, and it was destiny that Luca inherited his passion for food and culinary exploration in his homeland. Luca's interest and passion for food commenced with his mom and Nana when he was just eight years old. That's cute. Uh, taking his first few steps with them in the direction of becoming a chef. So now he is one of today's most successful chefs and food consultants in the world. And this book is his journey from Milan to Australia and so much more. And how his food journey has made him one of the most sought after chefs. And I'm going to make sure to post his website on the show notes. I feel like because it's a 240-page book, I feel like there might be some featured recipes, but don't quote me on that. I just thought it was really cool to kind of – I love diving into chef lives from all over the world. Oh, and yeah. It's just really cool. The cover's really beautiful, too, and learning about how his grandma and his mom influenced his cooking. And definitely, I like that he kind of showcased them, too. He's like, these people influenced me, and I love them for it. And I like that a lot. So if you want to check that out, if you love Luca Ciano and Italian food and Italy and being a chef, Check out Luca's Culinary Journey, Three Generations of Italian Family Cooking by Luca Ciano. It comes out July 1st. And my final cookbook today has the most gorgeous cover that when I came back across it, I was so mad at myself for not including it in our earlier podcast and blog post this month. It's The oh. Cook and Baker yeah. by Sherry Bevan and Tass Taroa. It has a gorgeous cover with some desserts and there's some raspberries on top of a cupcake and some rolls and just amazing looking cookies and oh my gosh i love it do i see red velvet cupcakes anyway i don't know anything about these two ladies i'm assuming they're both ladies these are old school favorites but taken to the next level such as hummingbird cake delicate red velvet cake decadent chocolate salted caramel brownies oh no they're mentioning a cake i've never heard of it's called an after school indulgence that's called louise cake oh i've never heard of that either but there's also some savory things because they mention a crispy sausage roll. Hmm. So apparently this is a busy cafe and bakery called The Cook and Baker. I don't know where it is because I did not Google that because I am super busy today. Sorry. The chapters include cakes, sweet tarts, slices, biscuits, donuts, and more. Donuts are my favorite. There's an entire chapter on confectionery, which I'm very tempted to look at. Savory pies and tarts, sandwiches, and then base recipes. Gorgeous photography What from what I can tell from the sneak peek. There's even a chapter on sandwiches. So it's not just a dessert cookbook. Ah, because it's also the cook and baker. I get it. <laughs> I was a little slow on the uptake. The publisher is Murdoch Books. The cook and baker is by Sherry Bevan and Tass Taroa. And it comes out July 27. My final cookbook is called The Farm Made Cookbook. Traditional Recipes from America's Farmers. This is by Patty Johnson Long and Farm Made. So Farm Made, I'm trying to figure out who Farm Made is. It looks like a a group of farmers. I I, I think is it that's a magazine? Really, uh, it might be a magazine. It 
It's not really specifying what Farm Maid is, but Patty Johnson Long definitely was a huge contributor. So I'm not huge into farm cooking. That's not something that I've really been geared towards, but I really like this cookbook for some reason. I like, so what they've done as far as organizing this cookbook, it's really unique. They, they've divided the recipes up into region. So you really get a true taste of like very authentic American classic farm fare. That's, you know, it's not trying to appeal to all the city folk. This is farm fare, but from everywhere. So that's like the deep south, midwest, northwest, uh, southwest, and it's all authentic, totally unique to each region. So one of the first regions we have is like midwest, and some of the recipes included in there are a sugar cream pie, deep dish pizza, beer braised bratwurst buns, Farmstead goulash. We have a region in the southwest, so that includes chicken enchilada bake, sweet, uh, cheesy sweet pepper quesadillas, trace leches cake. So we see a, a very different list of recipes here. And then we move on to like northwest recipes, which is hazelnut crusted salmon, leek and potato mm. soup, wild foraged mushroom soup. So there are, <laughs> it's, cool to see all this side by side because I was like, I have my, my dad's lives in the Midwest. So I've had a bit of Midwest cooking and Northwest cooking and I can really see it. I'm just seeing it all side by side. is just really cool. It's like, Hey, those are where the foods are from. Usually, you know, American classic fare. I love the photos. It's very rustic. It you know, it definitely reminds me of home and a farm lifestyle. My grandfather was a farmer, so they had – there's there's a look to it for sure. So the photos are still bright, vibrant, very beautiful. The instructions are clear, very concise. It gives you your serving, your prep time, your cook time. Oh, great. Yeah, and it's just a really great cookbook. I, I really I really enjoy it. It's fun, and if a, if a recipe is a little difficult, they have – little mini photos to display step-by-step processes. So for instance, the blueberry jam that they've uh, provided for us, they have little photos on how to actually precisely do this and what that looks like. So it's really cool. It's really fun. If you love American cuisine and you kind of want to see what it tastes like authentically throughout the whole, like throughout the whole nation, this is a cool cookbook. It's the farm-made cookbook, Traditional Recipes from America's Farmers by Patty Johnson Long and Farm Made. And that ends this Minnesota Cookbook Divas. You can find our big episodes on Fridays. We'll occasionally post some mini-sodes on Tuesdays. We have a ton of cookbook news and info coming up. You can find it on our blog at cookbookdivas.com. We're doing video cookbook look-throughs and previews on YouTube and on Instagram, and we post them to Facebook. You can also occasionally find our content on Pinterest, and we need to do a little better about that. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and if you like our Facebook and Instagram posts, please click like and comment so that the algorithm will show you more of our posts. Have a great week!